Welcome to the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen anything like that? Now, let's head to the first tee. This guy's pretty good. And here's your host, Jeff Kolpak. And we're off and running on the golf show on 740 The Fan. 740thefan.com is your email. This is Jeff Kolpak, the host of the show. This is the May edition. And, you know, we go on tangents, I feel like, in this show. Like, for the longest time, it was Tom Hoagie this and Tom Hoagie that. And for good reason. Because he qualified for the Master, won his first PGA tournament. Tom joined the show, and we had people who had been to the Masters and watched him play. It was just the perfect storm of of PGA golf. And lately, I've been on this junior kick, and it, it's it's becoming a passion of mine. I'd like to see the, the season change, but we'll talk about that uh, maybe later. But uh, coming up in, uh, what, a couple of weeks, I think, is or not too far in, in the end of May, correct, Nick Lackaduck, uh, the Russ Newman Invitational. That's correct. What do you got going? Yeah, thanks, Jeff, for, for having me here. Um, so next weekend, actually, the Friday, Saturday, Memorial Day weekend, yep. we have the inaugural first annual uh, Russ Newman uh, Invitational out at the Fargo Country Club. Uh, 32 teams, uh, 64 guys. Pretty unique format, um, and we're really looking forward to it. Nick, yeah, Nick, you've been long invested in golf. I, I know you've been front and center for leadership spots. And I want to say, I, I go way back with the Lackaduck family <laughs> because your uh, your father, Jim, and your uncle, Larry, um, probably more Larry, but uh, was they were the... Uh, the juggernauts of Babe Ruth baseball with KQWB, the green and gold. We were the Oakland A's of our day. <laughs> and by far, if you ask me, the greatest dynasty in Babe Ruth history. So there you go. You got that. Well, I have no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the lack of they didn't. I mean, we had Gatorade, for God's sakes. I mean, we didn't mess around. So, And we had two, two sets of uniforms. I remember... Back then, it was 13 to 15, and I remember as a 13-year-old picking up my uniform, and I got two sets, like two pairs of Targets. I brought them home, and I just couldn't believe it. Just <laughs> stared at it. <laughs> well, those are those are great memories. I um, uh, I think back to, so so you're correct. So, yep. so uh, Jim was my father, Larry, mm. of course, my uncle. Um, and it's been a minute since I've been in a radio station. I, I grew up in yeah, I know. years yeah. and years ago. But when I was 12 years old, my father started a traveling baseball team for, for me and my friends as well. And mm-hmm. um, we, had a, we had a blast. And I, I think back very fondly on a lot of those great memories. That were obviously sponsored by right. Q98. We were called the Rockers. Nice. And yeah. uh, it was a very great time. Yeah. Well, they were all in on that. And, yeah. and let's transition. You are yeah. all in on the Russ Newman Invitational. Uh, let's first talk about Russ, because not everybody, maybe people just moved here, not everybody really knows about Russ, um, but I, I think it's, we need to, you know, background him a little bit, that Russ was a, he's from Jamestown, one of the greatest athletes, right, from yeah. from Jamestown, that that school ever see, was a former North Dakota State match play champion, probably most well-known to me anyway, and, and my favorite memories was a two-time Pine to Palm champion, almost three-time if uh, Polak won uh, between his 92 and 94 years, he's won many other tournaments. 
and uh, just a staple of golf around the area. Once you add that, and what's your memories? What are your memories of Russ? Because you knew him. You 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 golfed with him a lot. Yeah, I, I got to know Russ a lot a lot more as um, I got on later in life into my thirties. Um, and, and now that I'm in my 40s, um, became very, very close with Russ. And, and Russ, every time we'd go to the first tee, you know, and if he was the only one that had won a pint of palm, he'd say, well, it looks like we got two pint of palm championships uh, among the foursome here today. And of course, <laughs> right. the, both of those were, were his. And, <laughs> right. and uh, you know, if it weren't for Podolak, um, who was also very helpful in getting this, this off, the, off the ground, yep. you know, it's kind of like Tiger and Phil, right? If it weren't for Tiger, Phil would have a bunch more majors. If it weren't for Podolak, Russ would probably have a few more pint of palms. But, right. um, you know, really, uh, I, I like guys that when you meet them, you, you know you're never going to meet anyone like that person mm-hmm. ever again. And Russ was exactly that. I mean, he was just a... Uh, a, a true athlete, true friend, a, a true um, unique individual that just loved to have a great time and, and was always there for you whenever you needed something. But great athlete, obviously, you know, well known for his golf. But I think what what most people may not know and, and what is the mission of what we're trying to identify with the uh, Russ Newman in, in, Invitational mm-hmm. is the awareness around the Russ Newman Youth Memorial Fund or excuse me, Memorial Youth Fund. Um, that was created by the Newman family, um, creating awareness for that. Um, and the mission statement for that is helping kids compete. Okay. Yeah. And it sounds a little vague, but that's on purpose, um, to my understanding from the family's perspective, is he would do so many things um, to help kids, whether it would be, you know, give them a quick bunker lesson at mm-hmm. the Fargo Country Club or, um, you know, take them over to the Dairy Queen to buy him some ice cream um, and really just do everything he could to, to try to help young people in the community and all over the place. And, uh uh, just what an awesome mission yep. uh, that we're trying to create awareness for. And I'll give you an example of that. And talking to Mark Johnson now with Sweet Shots, and he relayed the story that I think it was a couple years ago. Mark's dad had a, a storage facility. Yeah, Don. Yeah, yeah, and had a, and Don had a storage facility, and Russ would store some vehicles or something out there. And and Mark happened to run into Russ at the storage facility, and and they got to talking about golf. And, um, you know, Newman, Russ asked Mark if they wanted to play golf later. And John and Mark said, well, no, I got some business to do with a golf scholarship in my father's name. And then Russ got inquisitive, like, what is it? Mm-hmm. And before the conversation was over, of course, Russ wrote a check. And, and that's the stuff that never really got out there. It's not like Russ would go on Twitter or Facebook and go, I just donated $1,000 to this golf scholarship in Don Johnson's name. So... Yeah, it was all the stuff behind the scenes that he really did for his um, gratification, right? To fill his own bucket, um, which again is super admirable. You know, individuals that are doing things, you know, for others, uh, obviously for for the other people, of course, but don't need to be recognized for it, right? Don't need to to put it out there and say, hey, look at me, look at what I've done, look at what I'm contributing. Russ just wasn't that guy. He just liked to have a great time um, and help a ton of people along the way, myself included. Yeah. How did he help you? Well. Um, yeah, so my father passed away in, in August of, of 2020, mm-hmm. um, and Russ's father had passed away. I don't want to say, you know, I, I don't know exactly um, when Harold passed away, but um, it was soon thereafter, um, and Russ just kind of asked me, hey, how, you know, how you doing? And, and I, you know, my relationship with my father wasn't the greatest towards the end, uh, candidly, and, and I just said, hey, you know, there's a lot of things that I wish I would have said to him, yep. you know, before he had passed on, and, and Russ just said, well, you know, what What would you have said to him? And I kind of looked at him, you know, and he's like, no, seriously, what, what would you have said to him? So hmm. we sat there for 20, 30 minutes, and I said everything to Russ that I wish that I had said to my father uh, before he'd passed away. 
and I'm you know getting a little emotional talking about it right now. But um, well, who wouldn't? I can tell. He yeah. he was a literal father figure to me during yeah. that period of time in my life, and we we had a good laugh, we had a good cry. He gave me a big hug with that big old laugh of his. And <laughs> oh, he can hear it from it, across it, the course, everywhere, everywhere, and it just lightens up your day when you hear it and when you see him. And so. Um, when I think about what Russ has done to me, you know, that's obviously a very figurehead moment in, in my life yep. um, and was there for me during a time that was, you know, quite difficult. Nick Lakadek is the guest. This is Jeff Kopak on the Golf Show with Jeff Kopak, as presented by Michelob Ultra in the Gunnarsson Jewelers studio. Just a minute left in this segment. I got a story that Mark told me, and you'll get a laugh out of this, and maybe everybody knows it, but... Uh, he was notorious for just sort of playing things up. And he, he had a match one morning or something, and it's getting close to the tee time, and everybody had already been to the range and warmed up. And all of a sudden, here comes Russ just basically scurrying to the first tee, and people are thinking, okay, uh, he's not warmed up. You know, this is not going to be a problem. He's going to struggle early. Well, it turns out <laughs> that Russ would uh, get last year's golf balls from Mark. I don't know if he bought them or something. And was in his backyard warming up and hitting shots into the river. That's correct. <laughs> I had to get mind games. That, that mind games. Yeah. And uh, and all the different things. You know, he'd always say that you know, the game is always won on the first tee. You know, the, the 18 yep. holes are regardless, right, depending on what the game is, what the bet is. Yeah, he'd beat balls into the river and... He'd get all warmed up. He'd come in, nah. you know, making us think we were... Birdie the first hole. Exactly. Birdie the first <laughs> right. hole. And even, How did that happen? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. When you catch, when you catch Russ on a, on a, on a, a, a when I say a good day, I mean mm-hmm. a, a good golf day, yep. still could hit the ball as, as good as yep. anyone. Russ passed away about a year ago, far too soon. This is Jeff Kopak. This is The Golf Show. We're going to be back right after this. Don't look at that brook with your sweet book. You ain't gone in there. I put money on it, but honey, hold it. There's something in the air that invisible. We are back. This is Jeff Kopak on the Golf Show with Jeff Kopak, as presented by Michelob Ultra. Nick Lackaduck is the guest. Nick, what is your role with this? What's your title? I guess every, does everybody need a title? You're just sort of golf uh, booster. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as this is concerned, yep. or professionally, yep. or what? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm uh, professionally vice president of sales over at Wex Healthcare okay. in Fargo. Yep. I've uh, been over there, previously Discovery Benefits now for about 10 years, so mm-hmm. that's been fantastic. As far as the, the Newman Invitational is, yes. is considered, you know, I guess you could consider me a, a, a committee member. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the, the impetus for it um, started all the way back, you know, last August. Yeah, how did this get going? Yeah, I want to say last August. I was just thinking as I was driving one day, and I called up Persons, and I said, hey, you know what, we should put together a golf tournament uh, for us. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's a fantastic idea. You should you should buzz Kyle Newman, uh, Russ's son, and you know check in with them, make sure that's on the up and up, and everything's cool. And and so um, Kyle was was very touched and, and very excited about the opportunity to have that golf tournament because if you think about what again, mm-hmm. you know Russ wants to accomplish, it's it's getting guys together, uh, telling stories, competing, and having a blast. And and this is exactly what we tried to put together here for the Russ Newman Invitational. So. Started with myself, uh, Mike Podolak, Mark Johnson, Josh Persons. We got into a, uh, an office and mm-hmm. just kind of hashed out, you know, with the vision of what would Russ want, right? You know, how would Russ want this to play out? Ended up getting connected with the Newman family, uh, found out that they had had the Russ Newman uh, Memorial Youth Fund created, and we kind of combined forces, if you will, uh, and it really took off from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the support from you know, Boomer specifically, who's been Boomer Newman, who's been um, really kind of spearheading things for us as far as the tournament goes, um, the fund is concerned, all those types of things. 
point us in the right direction. And so once we came together, you know, really been having monthly meetings, et cetera, just putting things together, working really hard with Dave Schultz over at the Fargo Country Club and uh, the folks over there in our final meeting today. So it, it's, um, and if you look at the list of the people who we've got competing. Amateurs you know, and pros, baby. You've got amateurs, you've got pros. I counted the other day, I think we've got uh, 10 Pine to Palm wins. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of senior pine to palm wins. We got a whole mess of obviously when you got Podolak in the field, you know you got a masters participant. Um, so the field is fantastic, and really it's just a bunch of people uh, who are near and dear. Well, the names are are a who's who. You, you got Josh <laughs> Persons. Where do you rank in the greats of Fargo North uh, Golf behind Josh Persons and the Lamps? Oh, gosh. are you next? I'm not even in. Okay. I'm not even in the conversation. Not even a conversation. No, I'm not even in the conversation. I was. Uh, I got to play for a few years and. Um, but yeah, I mean, you think of Fargo North Golf. I mean, not to go on too much of a tangent mm-hmm. here, Jeff, but you know, there's a ton of excellent players. Yeah. You know, Lane Brandner played at Iowa. Um, yep. Tim Fickner played. Um, Lamp, of course. You know, Persons. Um, my buddy Neil Heggie from high school. He played at Harvard, right? I mean, just a ton of, ton of, ton of great folks coming out of there. Right. Uh, but some of these names, and and you know, one <laughs> Andy Doden sticks yep. out to me. Andy has not played a lot of tournaments since he stopped playing professional golf. He has not, but he can still kick my butt whenever he wants to. Um, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, if you're good, you're good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, John Dahl's playing with uh, Josh Persons. Correct. That's, that's an interesting, uh, interesting tandem. Those two go way back. Obviously, John helped Josh with his golf swing and other things throughout his golf career, um, as well as obviously working with Tom Hoagie and yep. and others. But uh, that's a friendship that's that's lasted for decades. Is there a lot of sentiment here with guys teaming up to for, to do this? Because they probably wouldn't do this in the, you know, Bob Johnson invite or something. You know, this is a little different. It, it, it is different. That's what we're hoping for, is yeah. that people understand that this is a little bit different. It's in Russ's memory. It's in Russ's honor. But it's also creating awareness for the fund and helping kids compete, right? And so uh, when you think of, you know, who you're partnering up with this, um, it, it makes a lot of sense to partner with somebody you know who knew Russ, who had an affinity for him as well. And I think the stories that we'll hear, mm-hmm. um, the laughs that we'll share, maybe a few tears, who knows? But we'll all be in the right in the right vein. I see Ben LeCompte is playing. Yeah. What's he gonna, is he going to punt it or what's <laughs> what's he? Can he play golf? He can play golf. Yeah. yeah, Ben's gotten better over the years. He works with us over at Wax, um, yep. and he's become a good friend of all of ours for 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 a few years now. So he tries really hard at the game. You can imagine how hard he competes. Yeah, you got Dave Schultz playing, and and he's you know just fresh off giving the tour another shot, so I'm sure his game's pretty pretty sharp. You got Chad Scarperud, again Pine to Palm champion. It's uh, the field is very good. How did did you have to limit the field, or what were the? How did you narrow this to 32 teams? So we wanted to keep it intimate, okay, um, and we wanted to keep it you know relatively so as an invitational. You know, you run into we're, we're obviously missed some guys, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, so the goal over the years is probably. Uh, hopefully to expand it um, and 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 hopefully get a few more folks involved. But we wanted to keep it intimate. Uh, we wanted to to make it make sure the individuals who were involved, again, you know, were near and dear to Russ's heart. And um, so yeah, we we settled on 32 teams, 64 yep. guys. A few minutes left with Nick Lackaduck on the golf show with Jeff Kopak coming to you from Gunderson Jewelers Studio here in 13th Avenue and 25th Street in Fargo at the KFGO Studios. 
How did you come uh, to the format conclusion on what to do? <laughs> That's With, always the tough part, yeah, right? I mean, I'm sure that wasn't overnight. It, 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 it wasn't. Um, so I'll either, I'll either thank or blame Josh Persons on okay. this one because we've, yeah. we've never done this format before. But what is the format first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the format's a first day, two men, um, net best ball. Okay. Right? So you yeah. got your handicaps involved. Best ball, pretty straightforward. Um, the second day uh, is two man net, but you combined your scores. So, Jeff, if you and I are playing together, we both shoot 80. Our combined score is 160. We mm-hmm. add that to our Friday score, and that's our total score. Yeah. Um, so everybody has to show up day two. Everybody shows up day two. Every shot counts. Putt everything. Uh, so we were laughing the other day at our last meeting, and, and Josh was Josh was just down playing in a four-ball event down in Alabama. Mm. And um, I was reminded of when I played the North Dakota Open a couple of years ago, um, I hadn't putted a two-footer in years. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Pick it up. Let's keep this And we saw moving. Jordan Smith yeah. miss, you know, a couple tap-ins here lately. They happen. Yeah. They happen. So it'll be really interesting to see uh, how it goes on Saturday. But the best thing we can hope for right now is, is really good weather because, you know, as Memorial Day can typically be a little funky, but um, it's going to be a great time either. And the way things are going, it's just the way it is. Any ideas on targets on fundraising? And you get into the specifics on and where it all goes. Sure. So uh, everything that that's being raised is going to the Russ Newman Memorial Youth Fund again. Mm-hmm. That can be found on Giving Hearts Day website. We've partnered with uh, Dakota Medical Foundation, of course. Um, Are they matching? Um, so I don't. Good question. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be determined at this point. Okay. That's good. At least. Um, yep. yep. Absolutely. To be determined at this point. But but what we found is that once we share the vision of the fund, which is again helping kids compete. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, you know where this has kind of spider webbed out into, thanks to Dave Schultz's work as well as Chris Geis, who I know you had on recently. Yeah. yeah. The, the the what we're calling the Junior Newman, right? The Russ Newman Junior invite <laughs> right, right. on on June twelfth, right? Okay. And so the funds that have been secured and will continue to be secured you know, for the Russ Newman Fund, will go towards um, helping those kids that qualify mm-hmm. for Junior Worlds to be able to pay for, you know, and offset some of those expenses to be able to do that. Above and beyond other things could be um, sporting equipment, right? Um, it could be Christmas presents. Yeah. Um, really, again, how do you help a kid compete? It can be personally at home. It can be professionally, or not. I guess not professionally, but personally from sport sports perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different ways that, the way I view it, we can, we can essentially really changed the world yeah, yeah. With, the, with the generation behind us. Any details on the Junior Newman you can share? Do you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, Sunday, June 12th, Okay. Uh, there'll be 80 invitees. So the top 20 finishers from the Boys State A, Boys State B, Girls State A, and Girls State B in the state of North Dakota Great. are invited to come to the Fargo Country Club and compete. Top three winners get to an invite to Junior Worlds in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and again... Uh, partially sponsored by the by the Russ Newman uh, Memorial Youth Fund, um, eighteen holes, uh, kind of a one day shootout. The goal and the vision there is to hopefully expand that to a couple day event. Um, so that should be a ton of fun, a, a lot of great competition. And again, thanks to Dakota Junior Golf Association for working with us and really kind of spearheading that whole process. Yeah, and what Chris, I think, is mission, or one of the missions and one of the main focuses of the group is to give kids a chance to compete at a higher level. We can do all the lessons you want, but until you get out and make that two foot two foot putt, yep. we just haven't had that much in the state. It hasn't really been an uh, a thing, I guess. And with junior tours, and it gives kids a chance, I think, to find their 
find their niche in golf and and, and compete. And, and and by the way, fourteen year olds like to compete. I mean, we do <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and you're you're getting kids out. You're getting you're getting you're scratching that competition itch that is just starting to form in these mm-hmm. kids, right? And I remember when I was that age. I mean, anything I could do to get out and compete, whether it was golf or tennis or what have you, um, you, you just you know. It, and I go through my entire life now, right, still trying to find a way to scratch that itch. I love to play golf. I love competing more than anything in the, right. in the whole world, right? So that's just my my conduit to be able to do that. And so for these kids, you know, to have opportunities to compete against the best players. And then if you think about a state golf tournament, right, it's like, well, first day you might not play that well. But the second day, man, I got to shoot really well. I got to stay in it so I can get that invitation Grind. to the NCC yep. and, and, and play in the Newman. Right. Um, and that's the vision to have this for, for decades to come. And maybe with a lot of these tournaments, too, that North sophomore that needs to par the last two holes to make the state tournament. Well, he or she has been competing for seven, eight years, and it's just part of the deal. Absolutely. Not, not whether this is like the biggest thing ever, you know, it, it, they, yeah. they know it. Absolutely. And I, and I I think what it'll would evolve into, if not maybe even a little bit this year, is you might even see some college coaches come up, you know, be able yeah. to, to, yeah. to scout a little Recruiting. bit some of the, yeah. some of the talent. And I, I, I heard you, you visit a few, few shows ago mm-hmm. um, with, with, uh, I believe, is it Dave Monagill, uh, TCU coach? Yep, yep, um, yep. Andy's coach. Bill Monagill, yep. Bill, excuse yep. me, yeah, Bill. Um, loves the multi-sport athletes, right? And mm-hmm. so, makes a ton of sense, yep. right? You know, how do we get these coaches up here to take a look at these great athletes that we have up here in the area? Yep. Nick, thank you. Thank you for your work. Oh, thank you, Jeff. This, this, really is, a, this, it. Is, a, this is a great outing and a, and a great idea. Well, it's a pleasure. It's a bucket filler for me, and it's awesome when you get a bunch of people with the right vision, uh, yep. working hard, uh, great things can happen. So, thanks for the platform. Yep. That's Nick Lackaduck. This is Jeff Kopak. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. I saw you slam your club in anger. Took the grass off its edge. I saw you look at me and wonder. If I noticed. Welcome back. This is the Golf Show with Jeff Kopak, as presented by Michelob Ultra. 740 The Fan is the dial. And uh, 740thefan.com is where you can find the podcast. Thanks again for Nick Lackaduck for coming on the first half of the show. Great stuff they're doing with the Newman Tournament. I know it's going to be a first-class event. Our next guest didn't slam his club in anger, did you, Nate? No, I actually uh, held myself uh, pretty composed there. Right, that's Nate Dezeal. He's a North Dakota State golfer. He just came back from the NCAA Regional, the Summit League champion. It's had quite a year, and I'll go back to really being in the playoff last summer in the Red River Valley Amateur, which, by the way, we televise at WDAY, and I learned a couple lessons because I was on the course, and I remember you were on 18. I think you had to do a low shot or something like that, and uh, they go. I think Dom goes, or Dana goes, okay, let's go to the course, Jeff Kopak. what's Nate got? I just kind of made some stuff up like, oh, I think he's got a seven iron. He's going to punch it, you know, whatever. I've learned since that caddies give hand signals to what club. So, you know, if you're, if you're out in the fairway and you got a four iron in, he'll put up four fingers. And that way the announcer sounds like they're talking about. So if I'm following you this year, the River Valley Amateur. You want some hand signals? Yeah, I want some, ha- yeah. Want some hand signals. Great. How's the year? I mean, let's start in the fall with um, – you didn't make it. What happened there with uh, you had a meniscus injury? Yeah, um, so it was like uh, it was the first week of um, school, I would say, yep. and uh, we were in the weight room. Yeah, uh, weird coincidence or situation. Um, 
were doing one of our exercises and uh, got up and put some weight on my right side and my leg just collapsed. And so I uh, kind of wilded my way into the training room. Um, I was like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on, but the leg hurts a little bit. Yeah. Um, got some extra, you know, had to wait a couple of days to get x-rays or whatever. Uh, and then found out I had a, a bucket handle meniscus tear. So mm. got scheduled for surgery. Um, got in there, had it done. Uh, we planned on getting it repaired. Uh, when I got in there, mm-hmm. found out it was unrepairable. Yeah. Um, so which actually jump-started the recovery process. Um, I was looking at six six months recovery time where, that I mean, I think I was... I was up and walking, doing rehab on a bike on day three. So golfers get injured. I mean, golfers you know, lift weights or do weight training. What kind of weight training do you do? Uh, so we just have like a pretty good, um, you know, we have great trainers here at NDSU. Uh, it's just kind of a, it's a lot of mobility, um, kind of your bigger core parts of your body, working on, uh, you know, just like strengthening core your upper body and your legs um in the golf swing it's a lot a lot to do with the legs mm-hmm. and so we kind of like work on a foundation building foundation you know your squats split steps a little bit of everything just kind of make sure your whole body's kind of in shape though you tell it's made a difference yeah for the most part i mean definitely coming in after uh you know of, my, of the four years i've had here at ndsu right. uh i've seen a pretty big change definitely a lot stronger and i think throughout the day on a golf course it's just not as straining right right nate dezeal is a guest on the golf show by jeff kopak 740 fan the fifth largest am signal in the country that won't freak you out will it no. so, <laughs> from the east side do you, you guys have good good athletes do you have good athletes in good years growing up in the east grand yeah yeah um couple you know we had a great couple of years of hockey um mm-hmm. won a couple state championships there um, and a couple athletes come out of my senior year. Um, but I think as, as a whole, yeah, we're a pretty athletic group there. Are you the only D1 athlete? Uh, no, I think there was one or two other ones that uh, ended up going for Division One. Okay. Where have you taken your game since coming to NDSU? Where has it improved the most to put yourself in a position to win a summit title? Um, I would say... A lot of it has come from the mental side, uh, just being able to understand and you know kind of take it step by step. As like a you know you're out there for five and a half six hours, um, it's, it's 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 like a learning process um, for me, and I'm still learning. Um, but I would say that the mental side of the game, um, and then physically, I'm just able to score now. Yeah, I can I can shoot those lower scores. You know, you're not the prototypical size these days. I mean, what five seven, five eight, five five, five six, five six. Is that day. what it is? Yeah. Hey, you're you're in my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, but you don't need to be Bubba Watson or Bryson DeChambeau to play well, I and mean, you can still hit it. I imagine you can hit it a long way. Oh yeah, yeah. So what's a, what's a good drive for you? I would say anywhere from. 280 to 310. Yeah, that's out there. Yeah. That's out there. Is that just that's just God-given ability, is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's uh I definitely growing up I did not hit it far and then all of a sudden I think it was just some some in my swing connected yeah. and boom, they're gained the yardage. Clubhead speed. Yeah, something like that. Um let's go back to last fall. You you get diagnosed then what? What happened? Uh underwent surgery. Yep. Um kind of knew that the entire fall season was going to be kind of a wash yep. 
Um, and again, was that hard mentally? How did you handle that? Yeah, that was definitely not easy. Um, going in, considering I was like, yep, it's my, you know, it would be my senior year apart right. from COVID. Yep. Um, especially because of the group of guys that we had, I was looking really forward to the year coming off of the summer that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just getting really excited to go out there and play. Uh, that was a pretty big impact on my entire season to kind of you know i it's so weird watching the guys play Mm -hmm. when i'm used to practicing and playing with them every day yeah so that was a big change for me um but looking back at it it definitely uh i would say it helped me as an individual and kind of just to see a different perspective and you know it's like golfers do get hurt um not in, not only just golfers, but everyone, you know, anyone can get hurt in any sport that they I, play. I hear that from Bison football players. When they get hurt and they're on the sideline and they say, okay, I can see the game more. I, I see how things develop. Um, I don't, what do you learn in golf? Just uh, a little more strategy, a little, uh, you know, obviously uh, when you miss it, there's a little, there's this like, don't take it for granted attitude. Yeah. Um, I would say it's just like, kind of the way that you you know hold yourself accountable on the golf course it's like we always talk about hitting certain shots Mm -hmm. um seeing you know the percentage shot like okay we don't want to be long here and and we can't come up short right it's just like you kind of see like the 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 process of on how each player goes about and does that and it's like okay then it makes me think i need to be continuously repeating you know my process of going through my routine and stuff yeah. manage the game yes exactly. manage the game do you see in the in the um pga 250 yard par three yeah that was, have you heard such a thing well i mean I, I think obviously we have but that's just nuts yeah actually at uh at the regionals i was just at we played the eighth hole at uh 237 uh, oh. with a into and off the left wind and so that was uh Kind of reminds me of the hole that they play here at the PGA. What did, what did you use? What did you use? Uh, I attempted the first day to hit a hard, low three iron, mm-hmm. and that didn't work out as planned. Uh, and then the second day, second and third day, I hit two four irons. Hmm. But yeah, definitely not an easy hole. <laughs> Your team just missed. How hard was that? Yeah, it's uh, still by one shot. By one Denver, shot. Denver yeah. and the whole team would have went to the regional. Yeah, right. So. That's on a super unfortunate. Um, it's it's just it's never fun to lose. We don't like losing. No, we had a fairly we had a pretty good season here, and so we were really excited going into this tournament. And you know, just to come up one shot short is unfortunate. How did you get the news? Did you have to wait till everything was compiled, or did you have an idea coming down the stretch there? Um, so I was actually walking. So Josh Galvin was our um, substitute for. Yep conference and he was walking with me on probably 14 through 18 uh, just because he was on the last part through with me and he goes well i have no one else to go watch i'll just walk in with you mm-hmm. um i told him i don't want to know <laughs> at least until 17 okay you know at that point it's like okay because that because 16 was a par five yeah like let's you know try make birdie there and see what happens i did you're gonna go for it there anyway yeah exactly yep. Yep. um that way, like the last two, you know, you don't put that much pressure. Um, mm-hmm. But like you, you, know, you kind of have it. You know, in the back of your head that like I need to probably make birdie on one of these two holes, mm-hmm. or if not both. Yep. Um, but in the same situation, you don't want to, you know, try to hit the miracle shot, uh, leaving yourself difficult up and down if you don't pull that shot off. So it's like, you know, I wanted to make sure I hit the hit the green uh, and give myself a good look, which I did, and then 
came come down on uh, 18. We were talking about it. I go, I'm going to have to make birdie, aren't I? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> so I go, well, um, let's hit the green, step one, mm-hmm. uh, and then give myself a good look and see if we can't do it. So... Well, you guys got me a great shot. That's golf, man. It's, just, yeah. it's one shot. It is. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the golf show on 740 The Fan, 107.3 on the FM dial. We're going to take a break. More with NDSU golfer Nate Dezeal right after this. Backspin. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Get down on the cruise. And we are back in studio. Nate DeZeal, NDSU golfer, summer league champion, NDSU tournament or NDSU NCAA tournament qualifier. Boy, that summit you got you were ripping it. Um, give us the first day and and how how things went from there. Um, coming from previous experiences at uh, in Kansas. Uh, I've never had a nicer day such as that one that we had there. I bet no wind for the first time. No wind, um, pushing 70, gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it was just one of those days where it's like, wow, you don't get this very often. Let's enjoy the day as best we can. And I was fortunate enough to play one of my best rounds. Yeah, he shot a 65. It broke the NDSU postseason record held by Eric Johnson. That was back in 2003. So it was a longstanding record. Uh, did you have a sense uh, going in that you're playing well? Uh, I, I did, yeah. Um, I've been working pretty hard, working on my swing, working on a couple of different things. Um, and it was just like, all right, let's go out and kind of put it all together now. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily enough, uh, it seems like it went in my favor. Yeah. But but you, but you did it over three days, 65, and I I, I can't see where, where you, you follow that up with... Uh, 68. 68. And, and then, then 70. And then 70. Yeah. So... Um, was that the goal for you individually? I I didn't have any expectations really? going in. Okay. I, I just wanted to, you know, I knew I knew I was swinging it well. Um, I mean, the one expectation was to win as a team. Right. That was our one goal. Yep. It's always our goal, starting the year to end the year. Um, but yeah, I was just like, well, let's go out there and do the best I can and see what kind of happens. What a mix of emotions to win an individual title and have your team fall by one. I know that you can't really celebrate, right? I mean, yeah. so. It was weird because the moment we got to the 18th green mm-hmm. and I missed my putt, so I knew we would we were going to lose by one. Yep. I was like, it was just like I was a little speechless. And then I looked up after I hold my, my, you know, my tap in from a par, I looked up and saw my guys there watching and it just kind of hit me. I was like, I actually, I like teared up a little bit. And mm-hmm. when I went to go talk to my coach, he goes, are those happy tears or sad tears? I go, honestly, I, I think they're both. Yeah. But I think they're <laughs> One eye sad. has one and one has the yeah. other. Yeah. I was I, like, as soon as I was done, I was more sad that we lost the team by one than even thinking about that I just won. Yeah. Like, that was just crazy to me. That feeling is so unique in sports. Uh, maybe like a gymnast that wins the all-around and their team loses by fractions of a point or something. Uh, you just don't see that very often. Yeah, it was, it's cra- It's just crazy. You think you'll ever get over it? Uh, at some yeah, point, yes. You'll move on. It'll, it'll, it'll be there, yeah, for a while. So you go to the regional. Give us the course set up there. That's out in California. Yeah, so it's called the Reserve at Spanos Park. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's it's a longer 
I would say a little more difficult version of Sand Creek Station where our conference was at. Okay. It was a it's a lengthy course. Um, doesn't require driver on every hole, but for the most part it does. There's mm-hmm. a couple holes that get to be pretty long. Um, and it was just tucked pins and a mixture of wind and nerves that uh, you kind of had to conquer there. Is that what happened? Nerves, you think, in the I first think, day? I think that going in the first day, you know, I, I thought I was pretty calm. Um, but anyone who plays golf knows that if you aren't loose, um, full, like, how do I want to explain this? Um Kind of just like in a groove, yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. tough to if you're not swinging well. It's tough to like kind of figure that out. And unfortunately, it took me about 12 holes to kind of find something that I could play and like actually score with. And so that was, uh, I think that was the difficult part. Was like I just got off to a, a bad start. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just let. I think the nerves, you know, got to me, and I was just like, because at that point too, yeah, you see. I, we had a great field. I mean, you see Sanford, yeah. you see ASU, LSU. I mean, it's just crazy amount of good players that oh, you it's always, big that time. you just it's you big just time. watch on TV and yeah. you're like I'm actually right here playing against them. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I took it probably a little. I would say I thought it was a little bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it, don't get me wrong. It's a huge tournament, but yep. I think I was like kind of seeing them as their better than I am, which they are, but I also could compete with them as I, I shown in my last two rounds. What did you know. learn from that? How do you adjust, how do you approach that next time you're in a big tournament like that? Uh, it's just, you know, calming yourself down and kind of just realizing you're like, Hey, we're all playing the same golf course. We're all doing the same thing. We're playing golf. Mm-hmm. We know how to play. I, and you just got to play your own game. And so it's like, I think I was trying to force things the first day that you know previously i was not doing i wasn't really i was playing my own game instead of someone else's mm-hmm. i was seeing different shots and trying to pull them off i was just like ah so i went back to the basics kind of found my string again and played some fairly good golf the last two days former bison men's basketball coach tim miles once told me you don't approach a big game like a big game yeah so you just play golf and i asked tom hoagie that going into the masters i is is you know do you address the the bigness of it and he goes no you just got to go out and play golf and focus yeah and that's that's exactly what i did i think the second and third day yeah. i was just like hey you're here this is what you do this is what you do this is what you love to do go out and play golf what'd you shoot the last two days uh 72 70 yeah so that's that's good stuff yeah and unfortunately um if you look at it this way i was about seven over through 12 on the first round. Right. Uh, and then I played like the next 42 holes, 200 par, which is I'll take solid. That. I'll take that. Yep. Take that for sure. What's the summer kind of hold? What, what's the plan here? So I have a couple, I think I have two weeks off here. A mm-hmm. um, couple qualifiers for the state open and stay down. Okay. Followed by the, I got the Red River Ram. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to play. The Birchmont, the Pine of Palm, and the Resorters this year, and a couple other ones that I can't think of on top of my mind. But it'll be a pretty busy summer. Um, looking forward. It's always good to have a busy summer because I feel like, for me, I play the best when I'm continuously getting reps in. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to know that um, we'll have one tournament this week, practice a couple of days, and then another tournament to follow. Do you take much time off over the winter? 
Um, I would say that probably probably like two two weeks. Not much. Yeah, no. over the Christmas break, that's kind of. I usually go up ice fishing, like there was a couple of my buddies, but so spend like a week off there. But I, I, I don't know. It's so hard for me not to touch a club, <laughs> whether right, it's right. you know hitting a couple putts in the house or going out to a golf shop and messing around. Where are you with your eligibility as far as NDSU? I mean, it's, nobody really knows anymore with the COVID year. Yeah. Um, so I have one final year. So okay. next year will be the final hurrah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of decide on what we want to do from there. What's been the program? What is it about this program that you know, keeps kids around? Steve recruits northern kids, so they, they deal with that. But uh, you guys have a good team. Why is that? Uh, I think it's all the hard work and uh, dedication that we have. Um, plus, we we have like a chip on our shoulder. You know, it's like we want to prove to these other teams that uh, us uh, up north players know how to play golf. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always fun to go and you know compete at a tournament that they've been practicing outside the entire time. We haven't touched grass until we land. Right. Um, and we can go out there and still beat them. That's kind of. I think that gives us a upper hand advantage. Um, plus, there's just a lot of skill on our team. Yeah. I mean, all the way through, there's just everyone that we have, and then we push each other to, you know, continue working hard and getting better. Best course you played this year at NDSU? Um, you play one out. I like uh, probably the Carolinas. Okay, um, going out there is always fun. Um, and then I, I obviously have to say the regionals. So yeah, that was pretty cool. So, but you guys get to travel everywhere, and yeah. and so in the NDSU golf program of many years ago was dreadful. Obviously, they put money into it. Uh, you're going to be able to hit in the new indoor facility. You hit in the bubble. You got the practice facility, which is magnificent on mm-hmm. in in the shack. Do you guys have enough? Do you have a, do, you, do you have it all? Yeah, for a northern team, I think uh, I think everything you need is available, and uh, this new f- facility being built is gonna this is gonna be pretty cool. It's not big. Yeah, it's My fairly God. large. <laughs> I just like every time I drive by there, I go, "Wow!" And I know I've said that ten times to other people, but it's true. It's just massive. Yeah, it's huge. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that's. I mean, you you can hit every shot possible, um, apart from bunkers, but. That's the least of our worries because as soon as we get out to the golf course, you toss a couple of balls in there and the yeah. fields come back. You gonna play the pine because I think you were the medalist last year. Yep. Oh yeah, we play in the pine, so we'll be back there. Hopefully, making a little further match play this year. What happened? Yeah. What happened there? Just opening round. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's <laughs> golf. It's golf, exactly. Yeah. So, thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. Thank you. Congratulations on making the NCAA tournament. That's fantastic. That'll do it for the show. Again, thanks to Nick Lackaduck and the and the Newman tournament. And don't worry, don't forget about the the junior Newman actually coming up. I think it's in June. And Nate and the NDSU team, congratulations! A great year, just one shot, and uh, could have been a really good year. This is Jeff Kopak from the Gunderson Jewelers Studio. Until next week, hit them straight. Thanks for listening to The Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. Expect anything different? 
Presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Tune in next Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. for another edition of the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on the fan.